I'm an Indian, and I'm currently in university. I'm studying in a different state from where I live. This state is highly crime-ridden, with many going unreported and corruption being really high. As you go into the interiors and more rural areas, there is very limited regard for the written law, and it is the law of the land that prevails. Unfortunately, due to the need for land, most of the universities are built in rural areas in the middle of nowhere. My university was no exception. With that background information out of the way, here's my story. I had just gotten done with my end-semester exams, and me and my friends had gone out to the city side to celebrate. Unfortunately, we had lost track of time, and we had started to return the journey to campus only at 9.30 p.m., and it was a good two-hour drive. Definitely unsafe to travel at night here. As we're going back via a highway, we hit traffic. So the driver of the cab we took said he would take a shortcut, and we took a turn that went via a desolate road passing a village adjacent to the one my university was in. Horrible decision. Us and another car, where that driver probably had a similar idea of a shortcut, made this same turn and went down this road. It was all dark, and apart from a few close shops and huts, it was all wilderness. Suddenly, our cab and the other car were stopped by around 10 or more locals who blocked both cars. A few of them came up to us, and they had asked us to pay a toll for that road. This wasn't a rare occurrence. Tolls like this are often charged on such roads. Especially at night, these toll takers become active. These are not official government tolls, but they're charged by locals because they know they have the power. They're illegal all right. It's just an understood custom that such tolls will be paid. These people who stopped us were very clearly drunk and angry. My driver started pleading with them not to take the toll, but they were in no mood to listen. Having been here for two years and interacting with the workers at the university, I could understand the dialect of this region well enough. At one point, the driver's pleas actually made these people angry, and one of them started shouting. At one point, in a fit of rage, he said something to the effect of, If you do not follow the rules, you're not getting out alive. And that's when I saw it. Five men were near our car, and the person who was talking had a gun, and two others had really long knives. All of us knew then that paying the toll wasn't optional anymore, and we all pulled cash from our wallets and then paid the fee, and then got ready to leave. Seeing that gun itself was scary enough, but the truly scary part came a few seconds later. Remember the other car that I talked about? Remember the other car I talked about that was also stopped? Half of the group had come to get the toll from us, while the other half went to the other dude. That car just had one driver. A similar argument must have gone down there. Unfortunately, it seemed like the other dude hadn't complied, and given how drunk the locals were, they were angry and had had enough. They dragged the man out of his car and then started lynching him right there pelting him with sticks and stones. And then the people near us who had knives then joined in and started taking their turns to stab him. The gun was the only weapon that wasn't used when we were there, as we heard no shots. The man was getting lynched right in front of us, and we were powerless to do anything. Staying there would likely mean that we would suffer the same fate. It felt like we were watching this horrific sight for hours, though in reality, it was only 20 to 30 seconds. Our driver realized what was happening and gunned it out of there. We called the police immediately, 
but there wasn't a police station anywhere near that village. Our driver then told us what we already knew, that the police would be too late. On top of that, the police being locals themselves often have an understanding with such groups of people and usually just look the other way. We managed to reach university, thoroughly shaken up, and I nearly pissed myself. We informed our authorities at the university, and they said that they would pursue matters further, but we never heard anything. We're all still figuring out how to live with having witnessed what was most likely a murder. I don't mean to offend anyone here, but such crimes are not uncommon. While India is a beautiful place, with rich culture and heritage, but like any other country, it has its dark side. And seeing it firsthand, even if it was only for 30 seconds, well, it has scarred me for life. So, the story is going to be partly from my perspective, as well as my brother's perspective. And it's going to be a long one. This is a true story that happened last night while I was at my grandma's house. So, before this all took place, I went to get McDonald's in the nearest city to us, which is about 20 minutes away. After that, I decided to go to my grandma's house instead of going straight home. For context, she lives down a long farm road, to which you also have to turn off down a half a mile dirt driveway just to get to her house. I arrived there at around 9pm, and I went inside and visited with my grandma as well as my brother who lives with her. My brother's been living with her ever since my grandpa passed away, so that she won't have to live down there all alone. My brother and I took out my grandma's dog to pee at around 10.30pm, and we just sat outside listening to music and talking for a while. At that point, I was starting to get cold because this is East Texas, and I'm not yet used to it getting down into the low 40s at night, so I was about ready to head inside. I noticed something moving in the corner of my eye near the large metal shop that sits a few hundred yards from the house. I didn't really take too much notice to it though because it's not really uncommon for deer or raccoons to come snooping around the yard. And plus, my grandma's dog wasn't even barking, so I thought that it might have just been my eyes playing tricks on me. We finally headed back inside and my grandma went to sleep at around 11pm. So me and my brother stayed up and we also played Among Us and watched YouTube for a while. At around 2.30am, I was very tired and I was ready to go home, so I had asked my brother to walk me to the door and make sure that I get to my car okay, because I'm just always really paranoid, especially at night. He joked around and he said that he would turn the light off on me and lock the door, and I totally freaked out and begged him to walk me out to the car, to which he finally humored me. I got in my car and immediately locked the doors as I then saw the porch light turn off as I was driving back down the dirt road. I then got home within about 10 minutes and I fixed myself some ice cream before I then sat down and enjoyed some creepy stories on YouTube. Another 15 or so minutes passed and I had got a FaceTime call from my brother to which I then picked up almost immediately. I could tell that he was freaked out about something but he wasn't really saying anything right away so I asked him what was wrong. The following is my best attempt to paraphrase what my brother had told me. He said that after I left, he went back outside to listen to some music and sit on the porch. He had the music on his phone up pretty loud, which would usually mask any noises of animals coming from the nearby woods. Well, after a few minutes of listening to music, he said that he heard what he thought to be the sounds of metal banging around. So he quickly paused the music 
and listened to see if he could hear that same sound yet again. He said that he then stood up and then looked towards the shop and the bow shed, which are adjacent to each other and are a few hundred yards away from where he was standing. He saw a faint light shining around near the bow shed, but then it quickly flicked off. At this point, he was really freaking out, so he quietly crept back inside the house and then locked the door behind him. He said that he ran to his room in the back of the house, I guess not thinking to wake up our grandma, and then he grabbed his revolver. He quickly ran back outside and saw the glow of the flashlight move around and then quickly shut off as soon as he noticed it. He walked down to the edge of the concrete carport and stared out towards the boat shed with his revolver down at his side. The only thing illuminating the boat shed was the faint light coming from the house. He said that he tried to muster up the most intimidating voice he could manage and then said, Hey, who the fuck's out there? To which there was no immediate reply except for a slight bumping sound which solidified the fact that someone was indeed there. Now keep in mind, this is out in the middle of the country in a town with a population of just over a thousand people and the nearest house is across the lake or miles down the farm road. So no well-meaning person would just happen to stumble across my grandma's house this late at night. Also, my grandma's had major problems with people snooping around the property in the past, so this isn't something any of us take lightly. And for the life of me, I can't tell you why my brother didn't just call the police. But you also have to remember that there's literally just one cop in our entire town, and it's 3 a.m., and so it would take at least 30 minutes for the cops to even show up. So anyway, my brother again called for the person to show themselves and repeated his question and asked the person to identify themselves. He said that he practically shit his pants as a tall, lanky figure slowly emerged from the boat shed with a flashlight in hand. Although my brother couldn't see any distinct features about the person, he could definitely tell that it was an older man and that it was no one that we knew. But most importantly, It was especially not anyone that should be on our boat shed at 3 a.m. At this point, he raised the revolver up to point at the man and again shouted, Who the fuck are you? The man was still silent and began slowly walking towards him. My brother pulled back the hammer of the revolver and gave one last verbal warning to the man and said, I swear to God, I'll blow your fucking head off. Now who are you and why are you here? The man then quickly raised up his hands and then said, Whoa, whoa, whoa. Calm down, man. Take it easy. In a taunting voice as he continued walking towards my brother. My brother fired a single shot just above the man's head, to which he finally took that as his cue that my brother meant business. The man hurriedly took off on foot back down the driveway, and my brother screamed, Yeah, next time I won't miss. My brother then quickly ran inside to wake up my grandma, who had somehow slept through the entire commotion. She didn't seem worried enough to actually call the police, but of course, after hearing this, all I could think about was what were the true intentions of that man. Was he just some meth head snooping around looking to steal some tools for drug money, or were his intentions much more sinister? Another question that haunts me about this whole situation is how many times has this happened after my grandma and brother went to bed and we just didn't know. And was he watching us from the shadows all night? Was he watching me as I walked out to my car? What would have happened if my brother had actually turned out the lights and locked the door before I could get to my car? So to the stranger who tried to rob us or do God knows what at 3 o'clock in the morning, I hope you learned your lesson.
Hey everyone, apologies for the brief interruption from the scary stories, but I want to take just a second to thank today's sponsor, Manscaped, for sponsoring today's episode. Cheers to 2022 and resolutions that you can actually keep. How about having clean and shiny balls all year round? Our sponsors at Manscaped are here to save your balls this year and make the ball drop into 2022 the cleanest and sexiest ever. Set your first New Year's resolution with good intentions and join the 4 million men worldwide who trust Manscaped with our exclusive offer. Go to manscaped.com and use code CANNIBAL for 20% off plus free shipping. Kick discomfort and poor hygiene to the curb this year and use the best tools for the job. Get 20% off and free shipping with the code CANNIBAL at manscaped.com. That's 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com and use code CANNIBAL. It's New Year No Pubes in 2022 with Manscaped. I live in a small town pretty much all on my own. I don't live close to any of my family members, so I usually make frequent visits to them. I mainly visit my mother and my 97-year-old grandma, who live in another town which is around 150 miles away from where I live. I visit them once every single month. I drive to them in my Tesla Model S, which I recently bought. Now coming back to the story, I planned to visit them on a weekend. So when the day came, I packed a few things, got in my car, and started the nearly three hour journey to go to them. As soon as you get out of my town, the road divides into two. One of them leads to my grandma's town. As my grandma's town is very small, there's only a few cars on that road, if any at all. I had started in the morning so that I could return around 6 in the evening as I had to go to work the very next day. My day went very good as I really enjoyed talking to my grandma. I was ready to leave at about 6 p.m., but my cousins also arrived at that time and they forced me to stay with them just a little bit longer. Thinking about how boring my work is, I decided it was a good idea to spend some time enjoying life with my cousins. Although I knew that I could be late for work the next day, I still stayed with them. We barbecued, chatted, and really had a fun time. I left at around 9pm. I was honestly so tired that I could barely keep my eyes open. The road back home was literally surrounded by nothing but woods, and it gave off a really creepy vibe. In order to stay awake, I played really loud music in my ear. But I was so tired that I almost fell asleep and I was about to lose control of my car. As I said earlier, I have a Tesla and at the time, a very stupid idea struck me about using its autopilot. But it made sense to me at the time because I was almost sleeping while driving. I thought that maybe using the autopilot could help me and if anything goes wrong, I'll take back the control of the vehicle. Thus, I'll let the car do most of the job. Huge mistake. I eventually fell asleep after some time, even though I really tried not to. I woke up after some time, and I found my car going absolutely insane, and also warning me about a close object. I realized that the car had stopped. Still a bit confused, I tried to get the autopilot to start working again. But as soon as I looked up to see what was blocking my car, I felt my heartbeat stop, and I almost got a heart attack. I found a man standing right in front of my car, inspecting my car. I have my windows blacked out so he couldn't see me. Then I heard a knock at my window and there was another person. I literally just sat there in shock and terror. 
and then the man near my door started to scratch my window with a knife. At this point, I was so terrified that I could hardly move my body, which was under the state of complete shock. Despite this, I threw my car in reverse and stepped on the pedal. As soon as I did this, the two men jumped back as if they were scared by the sudden move. As I drove past them, I noticed another man standing near a car which I hadn't noticed before, and he seemed to be holding what looked like a crowbar. I noticed in my mirror that they were getting back in their car. They had started to chase after me, but their car was no match for my Tesla, which was already going over 120 miles per hour and accelerating fast. I soon lost them. As soon as I got home, I notified my mother about what had happened. She was really freaked out and she insisted on calling the police. But I didn't call the police because I didn't have any information about the men. All I know is they were dressed in all black and were wearing masks. I didn't even see the license plate of the car. I do have a theory though of what happened. They must have pulled out in front of my car causing it to slow down. And they must have stopped their car which also caused my car to stop. They could have been knocking at my window but I was asleep that whole time. Then they must have been really weirded out about my car which was blacked out so they couldn't even see me. Then one of them must have gone to their car to try and bring something to bring my window or try to unlock my car door. I'm really thankful I woke up and got out of there before anything bad could happen. This event still haunts me and I've already had several nightmares about it. But to those creepers who tried to do God knows what to me, I hope you never succeed in your filthy plans. <laughs>